The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. It is said that the heart has a mind of its own, yet our heart and brain are in constant communication. The Institute of Heart Math says it beautifully. The heart and brain maintain a continuous two-way dialogue, each influencing the other's functioning. The signals the heart sends to the brain can influence perception, emotional processing, and higher cognitive function. This system and circuitry is viewed by neurocardiology researchers as a heart brain. Now that we've discussed how music engages the heart through the work of Barry Goldstein and past shows on 1111 Talk Radio, we're going to dive into his new book, which really gets us deeply into the secret language of the heart. He's an award-winning composer and producer, and Barry shares how every one of us, the musical and non-musical alike, can harness the power of music to dissolve creative blocks, reverse negative mindsets and attitudes, alleviate specific illnesses and ailments, and improve overall health. Backed up by the latest scientific research on the benefits of music, sound, and vibration, Barry's new book, offers practical, concrete instructions for healing that can be tailored to suit your individual preferences and needs. Barry's a composer, producer, and researcher on the vibrational effects of music. He brings his knowledge of frequency, resonance, entrainment, and harmonics into his recorded series, Ambiology, which is being utilized in hospitals, hospices, medical offices, and homes worldwide. The new book is The Secret Language of the Heart, How to Use Music, Sound, and Vibration as Tools for Healing and Personal Transformation. Welcome back to 1111 Talk Radio, Barry. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Simran. I appreciate it, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm I'm really thrilled to talk about this book. I know of your music very well. I love everything that you've always done. I've had you on the show before talking about music and its effects. And I have to tell you, I was really thrilled with the amount of content and the thoroughness that this book has, everything from processes to music recommendations to really explaining how music resonates, not just with the physical body, but the many layers and levels of the body. In the beginning of the book, you talk about how you first started to realize the music of the body and the certain rhythm of the heart and how that really probably is the foundation of all of your work from the time you were you were young and discovered that piece. Talk a little bit about the the beats per minute of the heart and how that led to the discovery of how you wanted to do that through music as well. Sure. Well, I think uh, a lot of times when we're moving into 
healing modalities, you know, it usually starts with the, with the healer wanting to heal themselves first. And for me, it was the same thing. You know, I was a type A New Yorker, and I was producing music for a long time. You know, after having a childhood of wanting to produce music my whole life, when I finally stepped into that, and it became work, um, and producing, you know, uh, musical songs that would take a hundred or more hours in the, re- in the recording studio, I started to kind of like lose my love of where it all started from, which was from my heart. So um, I decided that I wanted to really shift my processes of how I created music. And I wanted to move back into synchronization with my own heart. So upon doing some research, what I found was that our hearts at a relaxed state beat at about 60 beats per minute. And, of course, music itself has a tempo or a metronome that signifies tempo. And we also have an inner metronome, you know, which is our heart. So it makes sense that our heart has the ability to entrain or adapt to musical pieces. And, and I think we've all experienced this. You know, when we're listening to relaxation music, we slow down. When we want to get up, we listen to dance music or music that's more up-tempo. And when we really begin to look at how we can target that to reach um, higher emotional states and better physical health, and we can adapt the program to doing that. And that's really where it started for me was I started composing pieces at 60 beats per minute and moved into the very meditative states and doing that. And that was really the beginning of it for me was creating these pieces, which were then uh, moved on to become my series called Ambiology. And so many people were using them beneficially that really that deepened my curiosity how music can be used as a healing modality and really led to me writing this book. Yeah, before we go into the the rich content that's in this book, I, I want people to really understand that this isn't just Barry Goldstein talking about music and what he thinks happens. This is something that has been proven through many different studies, through research. Uh, I know you, you work with Dr. Joe Dispenza. I read throughout the book that um, he was amazed and saw through much of the research that he does how your music was affecting people's brainwaves. Talk a little bit about that so that we can give some background as to how this really is documented and affecting people's lives. Sure. Well, I mean, there's studies based on entrainment and utilizing that same methodology of our hearts being able to adapt to specific tempos. There was actually a study that was done with a metronome where they had people with anxiety sitting down and just listening to a metronome going 66 beats per minute, which is right in that framework of where the heart is at a relaxed state, led to less anxiety than not listening to a metronome at all. So there's a ton of science of of how our hearts and how music interacts with our hearts to not only assist us in our emotional health, but physical health as well. Um, Brainwaves uh, as well, when our hearts are slowing down, to that 60, about 60 beats per minute, our brain is also following that. So there is that communication where as we slow down, our breathing slows down, we move into more conducive state to healing. 
our brain, which is normally during our day in high beta, is also moving and slowing down to slower brainwave states like alpha, where we're relaxed yet attentive. And so we can now begin to target and create designer's music, um, which can actually help us in achieving a musical program that address these different states that are beneficial to us. And the book really um, uncovers over 40 studies that really range from everything from A to Z, from Alzheimer's, uh, working with music, all the way to stroke patients and Parkinson's disease. There's lots of exciting new research with all of it. As you described the anxiety and the stress that was building up in your own life, you, you talk about the process of how our emotions begin to affect then the physical body and then the emotions begin to affect the mental body and then the emotions begin to affect the spiritual body. And you write that music can provide an antidote to our venomous emotional state if we become aware of the healing power that it holds. By using music, sound, and vibration, we can bring our four bodies back into balance and create space for deep healing. When you're talking about that, help us to understand coherence, and its role in the health of all four of these bodies? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question and great, great comments with that. I mean, I think most of us, when we're moving through any type of challenge in our life within our health, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, or mental, we, have, we form a disconnection, you know, with our heart. We move into our heads with it, and a lot of times there's those heavier, denser emotions of fear that come into play with that. And that moves us out of synchronization with those four bodies where there is, uh, in health, a harmonious relationship and communication. Now it becomes more incoherent in those challenging times. So if you think of it, and I describe this in the book as, the different systems in our body being like an orchestra. And in order uh, for, for that orchestra to play in harmony or coherence, there has to be a set key, there has to be a set tempo, that if everybody in that orchestra decided that they were just going to play their own parts at whatever time they wanted in whatever key, we would, what we would hear would be discordant. So within our bodies, our heart becomes that orchestrator. And when we're moving in those smooth, orderly heart rhythms, which we can obtain by listening to music at, at 60 beats per minute, or moving into elevated emotional states, it becomes the conductor. And our body can become more harmonious in the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual because we're listening to that heart smooth rhythm, right? And we're paying attention to the intelligence of our heart. And that's how we can start to move back into coherence um, with our heart being the leader. So the more we listen to music, uh, within those health challenges, music restarts that conversation between us and our heart, where we start listening to our heart again. And it means literally listening to our heartbeat, listening to our breath you know, reconnects us with our life force so we can move out of those denser states of fear and move into gratitude for just being here. So I understand that when we're looking at coherence, we're probably thinking of things that are very resonant, things that are allowing us to move into that place that really is resonant with the heart. 
how do dissonant sounds support or negate feeling? I'm sorry, can you repeat that last part? How do sounds that are dissonant either support or negate healing, can they also be used to support the different levels of the body, or is it only resonant type of music that helps to do that? Well, I think, you know, when we talk about dissonance, it definitely, dissonance definitely has its role, you know, in us moving into states of coherence. Because sometimes when we move into those states where we're, ex- where we're experiencing tension, right, or we're experiencing something that, feels discordant to us, it allows us to bring awareness to what that is and then release it, you know. But what I will say with that, it's, it's just like anything else. It's just like prescribing medicine, you know. We, we want to try things in small dosage. You know, we don't want to have so much dissonance that it, it takes us into a, um, a sympathetic state, right, where we feel like we're running from the bear all the time. You know, just think of that, of... of you know, somebody's nails on a chalkboard, right? It tenses our body up. And then when we hear something that's more pleasant after that, it's like, ah, you know, it's like a breath of fresh air. Thank God that this ordinance has stopped. Right? But if we were to listen to that all day, right, that would just put us into a state where we're in a, in a very contracted state. So I'm saying when you're playing with dissonance and when we're using it to release tension, um, to do it in small doses, not for extended periods of time. You had a, a story in that you talk about when you were composing the heart codes, and it relates to an experience that your fiancé had at the same time that you were uh, creating this music. Talk a little bit about how it starts to create a field. The music actually creates a field that can be felt and not just heard. Sure. That's one of my favorite things that I've discovered, you know, in my processes, is that I think that we tend to oversimplify music. You know, it's um, what I've learned is it's a complex system that's a delivery system of not just frequency, you know, not just intention, not just harmonics, but also emotions within that as well. And all of those combined together create a field where you're experiencing everything that's gone into that music from the composer that is, has created that. And during the process of creating the heart codes, um, my my fiance at the time had a lot of deadlines and she's a very type A uh, naturopathic medical doctor and she had a lot to do. And she actually knocked on my door and she asked me if, um, if I could lower the music because it was putting her into a relaxed state where she couldn't get her work done. Um, so I did that and I lowered the music. And during the process of the heart codes, the whole intention of it and my intention and emotion behind it were to connect people in a state where they had a conversation and got to experience their own unique vibration of their heart. So I was in a highly elevated emotional state myself in order to achieve that where I was very, very heart connected and in elevated emotions of love and kindness and compassion. And... So I lowered the music, and as I played with my headphones on, she knocked on my door again, and 
she said, you know, it's just, it's not working. I still feel the music, even though I can't hear it. It's created a field that she was still experiencing, regardless of hearing the music sonically or not. And I think that's an important distinction, you know, that music is carrying a field that never stops, you know, carrying that field. You, from the time I created that, if you listen to the heart codes in, you know, 30 years, that field is still embedded within the music. And that's a very powerful thing for people to understand uh, about music. It, it creates its own unique field. And this allows us to create states of coherence with each other when we listen to a piece of music at the same time or we participate together we can expand those um, individual states of coherent fields and obviously move into states where we're, we're doing this in groups as well. That's a powerful story. Our emotions are the conductor of our orchestra. Research has shown that when we are experiencing positive emotions, such as gratitude, kindness, compassion, and joy, we are producing smooth, orderly, synchronized rhythms or coherence. When we are experiencing negative emotions, such as anger or frustration, we are producing non-orderly, fragmented rhythms, such as incoherence. Positive emotions have also been proven to increase our heart rate variability, which in turn can improve our ability to adapt to physical, emotional, and environmental stresses. This is from the book, The Secret Language of the Heart, and it will allow you to have some practical, concrete instructions for healing that can be tailored to suit your individual preferences and needs, including how to nurture your creativity, mindfulness, and productivity by creating customized playlists to transform your situation and mood. It will allow you to balance and harmonize the energy centers using sound and vibration, and it will also assist in finding peace and serenity with the heart song breathing process. Again, the book is called The Secret Language of Art, and you can find out more about Barry Goldstein and his music and theology and the heart codes and all other work around The Secret Language of the Heart at BarryGoldsteinMusic.com. That's BarryGoldsteinMusic.com. We'll be right back. In the blackness of the night, your light shines on me. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. The heart song breathing process is one of many that are listed in the book, The Secret Language of the Heart. It is one of the most important and most powerful exercises in Barry Goldstein's book. It is the first step in appreciating music on a new and different level by bringing a level of awareness to the music within. Once you're connected to the music within, you'll appreciate the external forms of music in a new way, one that is beyond art and entertainment, as a fresh and vital tool for transformation. In its sound tools for transformation, you listen to the sound of your breath and a heart on a daily basis. You honor these sounds and the symbol that you have alive regardless of the challenges you encounter and give thanks for all you have every day. Secondly, you make a commitment to place your hands on your heart during or after stressful situations or before a challenging encounter and simply breathe and connect to your unique vibration. Third, review the heart song breathing process that is listed in the secret language of the heart so that it becomes second nature to you. Incorporate it in the daily practice. This is a free, non-invasive, fast, and powerful tool to create transformation and a deeper connection with your heart, any place, any time. Another beautiful aspect of Barry's book is that he lists a lot of different music that is supportive to your practice, some of which is his, which is incredible, and then also other music from different musicians that allows you to deepen your own healing practice and musical practice as far as your body's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual states are concerned. Again, you can find out more at BarryGoldsteinMusic.com. So let's talk about engaging the brain with music, Barry. There are four ways that music engages the brain. And why is this important, especially now, with all that we're learning about the capacity that the brain has and the level of use that the average person uh, participates with their brain. Well, music has this this amazing relationship that enables us to improve our cognitive skills um, with attention. It also allows us to bring more awareness of the the power of our emotions and how that connects to memories, Um, as well as music, uh, provides additional pathways sometimes where other modalities don't reach certain aspects of our brain. Music can create neuroplasticity as well, which is the brain's ability to remap and to find different pathways to deal with specific challenges we have, such as um, in brain injuries or even in Alzheimer's. And the music from the time that we're you know, really that we're born, our brain is constantly being, uh, interacts with music from the first time an infant hears music or a mom's lullaby, it's experiencing emotions and it's experiencing the connection that is going on in the brain. And the more we bring awareness to this, the more we can guide our brain out of you know things like mind chatter that happen to us on a daily basis or negative thought patterns that go on in our life. And even shifting our belief systems 
you know, that are formed over a period of time. We can reprogram our brain utilizing music. And you even talk about uh, Congresswoman Gabrielle Gifford's uh, situation when she got shot. She utilized music therapy, melodies, intonation, to assist her in creating a reorganization of her brain and also assisting her in relearning language. So the effects of music on the brain and neuroplasticity are really limitless if we allow ourselves to develop a practice and utilize simply the tool of music. Yeah, that's correct. And, and there, there's so many different interesting studies that are out there now in reference to Alzheimer's patients as well, being able to use familiar music, you know, to move through agitated states that normally Alzheimer's patients would have, you know, as anger and frustration. Um, and obviously loss of memory is debilitating not just to the, to the patient, but also to the family members. And what they have found is that you know, utilizing music that they know, you know, so going the extra step and asking the family what music did this person like before they, they had Alzheimer's, and this, this music reconnects them, you know, and gives them a higher quality of life, makes them more present, and in some cases even helps them bring back memory. So it's very, very powerful. Now, in the book, you have a variety of charts uh, that describe many different things, and one of the charts I found particularly intriguing had to do with uh, the different energy centers and different organs of the body and the certain tone uh, that, or, or certain uh, letter tone that music could be played to affect that specific area. Do we have that ability to really... Uh, t- take a note and and continuously play it or hear it or use a singing bowl to to attune ourselves to it and create a shift in an actual organ in the body. Well, absolutely. I mean, these um, you know very often we're holding emotions in different parts of our body that create stress and tension to those areas. You know, so the more aware we are of where we're holding. Um, emotions, and the more we work with the energy centers, especially with sound, you know, we have the ability to distinguish whether those centers are open or and feel contracted. I mean, if they're open and feel expansive, or if they're closed and feel contracted. And so we can send different tones through the different centers to determine this. And as we begin to create an awareness of what centers are open and what centers are closed, you know, we could begin to identify emotions, you know, that might be held in those areas and begin to create a practice of releasing those emotions within our centers. So very often, um, you know, when we have a, a center that is contracted or closed, it can move into areas of the physical body. And, you know, we see this a lot. I'm sure that a lot of us have experienced on an emotional level, for instance, in our abdomen area, our sacral chakra, having a hard time processing specific situations, such as, you know, we're having a hard time digesting a situation, or we're stomaching a situation, right? And we're not expressing those emotions. We're kind of pushing them down, and they become dense in the physical body. And we see this translate into physical challenges such as digestion problems or, um, you know, 
dysfunction or toxicity in those in those areas. And when we can identify and say, wow, maybe this is related to something that's going on in my life, you know, a job that we're not happy with or satisfied with or possibly putting up with abuse within a relationship, we can begin to work with harmonizing those centers so that we're not triggered by the same patterns that block them. And in this many instances, because of all four of those bodies being connected, when we're working with releasing those emotions, our physical body is also benefiting as well. So I know we listen to music all the time, and it will have an effect just by us listening to it. But what's the role of attention and intention from the aspect of healing that you're talking about, particularly in this book? Well, I think it's it's taking music to the next level. I think a lot of us already use music on you know a level where we have had amazing experiences with it. Ultimately, the main goal and the intention of the book is to reconnect us with our heart. And my belief is that we all have a, a purpose, we all have a passion, we all have power that we're here to share that's from our heart. And when we can utilize music to restart that conversation with our heart. We move it to the next level. So, for instance, uh, many people already know what playlists are, right? And a lot of us have a playlist for a day at the beach or a reggae playlist. Right? But what would happen if you created a playlist to target those elevated emotions, such as gratitude or kindness or motivation or inner peace? And, for example, like in Gratitude, create a playlist um, with different genres of music. And I've, I've done that myself and will use like a piece by Sly and the Family Stone, Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself, which is very up and funky, right? And at the same time, I'll use a Karen Drucker song, you know, Thank You for This Day's Spirit. And I'll use the heart codes. And all of these songs together... Right? When I'm experiencing a challenge in my life where I'm moving out of my heart right, and I'm into my head or I'm experiencing fear or anxiety, this becomes a vital tool to put me back in, into my heart right, and back in conversation with what I'm here to do, with what I'm here to share. And that's really the next step for me is utilizing music in a program. So that when we move out of tune, when we move out of synchronization, that we move back into rhythm and back into harmony with music. And then it almost becomes a musical medicine chest. So if we are in a place that is uh, upset and angry, we can all of a sudden attune our bodies or at least lift our attitude and lift our emotions and settle our bodies by putting on the playlist that is more joyful and happy or calm. That's right. Yeah, and and as I said, it restarts the conversation. So then when you're in that space where you're now experiencing your heart, you're able to listen to it on a deeper level. You're able to tap into your, your intuition and what's right for you. So when we use music as a bridge, and really it's as simple as asking yourself a couple of powerful questions you know, on a daily basis, where am I right now emotionally? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to end up? And then utilizing music as a bridge to take you from one state to another. And as I said, we've all experienced music 
moving us from one state to another. But most of the time, those are random experiences that we allow to happen to us, as opposed to us becoming the DJs of our own lives. We're, we're now programming our lives based on where we want to go and where we want to end up. Our intention, as you said, and our attention become on knowing that music can take us there. So when we're looking at it from that perspective, and we really are doing this for the purposes of the heart, what are the ways that we engage the music where we're bridging both the brain and the heart uh, in, in creating the healing and the empowerment and transformation that we're each looking for? Well, I think that, you know, when we're targeting those specific states, we're already moving into an awareness with it. And our, it allows us to move out of our active brains, you know, out of our, out of our mind. We're engaging our minds so actively now, you know, with moving constantly. We're showing that attention, people's attention spans now, you know, have moved from watching a video of five minutes, now their attention span are only 30 seconds. And so we've moved out of the uh, attention of our hearts. And, you know, we've, we're really relying on our brain's intelligence for most of the time, and our heart is just as powerful. And it's not either or. You know, it's just identifying when your brain is overactive to take a break. You know, place your hands on your heart. Allow yourself to use both of those intelligences as you need them. And as we're, we're moving into a greater use of music, does it have a different effect when we're allowing ourselves to get more visceral with it, whether it is chanting or drumming or singing or playing an instrument, does that have a deepening effect to the opening of the heart or the healing of the body when it comes to music? Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, the more interactive that we can be with it, you know, the more involved that we can be with it, the greater the benefits. You know, so we've actually, they've actually shown that um, active listening and participation has much more of a benefit in terms of working with, with our brain and our hearts than it does passively. So if you're listening to someone chant, it's not going to be as powerful as you joining in, you know, and chanting with it. And, you know, the same thing with, uh, with drumming. You know, even if you're playing a shaker in a drumming circle, it's, it's going to be more powerful if you're taking an active role within it. So the more active you can be within, um, within your listening, within your playing, within your joining in, the higher capacity that you're going to experience in terms of its benefits. I'm speaking today with Barry Goldstein, and we are talking about the secret language of the heart. Research indicates that music stimulates emotions through specific brain circuits. Research also indicates that music assists in producing an array of beneficial molecules in our biological pharmacy. Listening to music can create peak emotions, which increase the amount of dopamine, a specific neurotransmitter that is produced in the brain and helps control brains reward and pleasure centers. The secret language of the heart is a gift on how to use music, sound, and vibrational tools. It will help to nurture your creativity, balance and harmonize the energy, and bring about peace and serenity with the heart song breathing process. 
Barry's step-by-step guidance, as well as dozens of song recommendations along the way, help you create daily music program programming that will heal, energize, and inspire. He also shares vivid stories of his own transformation through music, as well as the life-changing effects music has had on its clients. You can find out more at BarryGoldsteinMusic.com. While you're there, definitely check out the book, The Secret Language of the Heart, and also some of his music, the Ambiology series, as well as the heart codes. We'll be right back with Barry Goldstein. In the blackness of the night, your light shines on me. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Voice America shows. Visit iRadioBlog.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. In the secret language of the heart, award-winning composer and producer Barry Goldstein shares how every one of us, the musical and non-musical alike, can harness the power of music to dissolve creative blocks, reverse negative mindsets and attitudes, alleviate specific illnesses and ailments, and improve overall health. Backed up by the latest scientific research on the benefits of music, sound, and vibration, this book offers practical, concrete instructions for healing that can be tailored to suit your individual preferences and needs. Again, it's the secret language of the heart, and you can find out more at BarryGoldsteinMusic.com. Nature is the music of the universe and orchestrates beauty in every moment. Before you start your creative process, Barry invites you to take a walk in nature. Listening to the sounds of nature is a miraculous experience that allows us to deepen our spiritual connection and experience the feeling that there is something beyond us that has a wild and vivid imagination and an amazing sense of creation. You can call it universe, the divine, creator, or God. But what is truly important is that by connecting with nature and the amazing array of sounds it provides, we bring in the potential to tap into its infinite possibilities, boundless imagination, and limitless outcomes, and channel that source into our own creation. This is all from the book, The Secret Language of the Heart. 
Barry, I love the chapter on igniting your creativity with music, and it ties it all together beautifully because with what they're discovering in the subject of neuroscience and quantum physics, with the way that we truly can build a new neuronet, and the, the need for us to live from our hearts, and the ability of us to utilize the mag- imagination we really have limitless possibilities in terms of what we can create. Talk about your perspective on igniting your creativity with music. Well, music is really, for me, it allows us to tap into the process in a more sacred way. And I think that a lot of times when we're moving into create creative projects or we're starting something new, we tend to... Um, we tend to not treat it as special, you know, either because we're on deadlines or, you know, it's, it's, it's part of something that we put pressure on ourselves to do. You know, I have to finish writing this book. I have to finish doing this. And I think it's starting from the basis that when we're moving into creative processes, we are creating with creator. And it's a sacred process of coming back into the heart. Because as we talked about, everything that you put into your creative process is going to create a field. So for me, nothing does that better than music. You know, before you move into even starting your creation, like we said, taking a walk in nature and experiencing the sounds that are around us. And then also utilizing a piece of music before you start, that inspires you and ignites your creativity. You know, also working with your environment. How does the room you're creating feel? You know, just like when we light a candle in a room, we shift the space of the environment. When we play a piece of music that is sacred, it also shifts the environment to help us create. Or maybe you can meditate using a piece of music that brings you into that more relaxed heart and brain state. So now that you're conducive to connecting with the divine or creator. So it's really about preparing yourself for a process that is going to be amazing. It's not a have to, I have to create. It's a I get to. I have this privilege of creating with the divine, with the, with creator, with the universe, whatever you want to call it. So it's it's really moving back to a sacred attitude and utilizing music as a vehicle to take us there. Because we live in such a fast-paced world and so many people um, are running the clock, sometimes there's not the time to have a daily practice, and some people don't know how to even create a daily practice. Can you talk a little bit about a simple way to at least begin a daily practice for those that don't have one by the use of music. What would you suggest if you had to say three things that would at least allow them to step into a process of having a more sacred practice? Well, I think it's uh, important to take off the pressure of time and know that some of these processes can be done in two minutes and they create large movement. So I would say small steps can create large movement. Um, so the three things I would invite people to, to do is in the morning, connect with your, what I call your inner symphony. Connect with your heartbeat, your breath, your sigh, and just take a few moments 
to breathe through your heart, in and out through your heart, if that's if you only have a minute. The book goes through a whole process called the heart song breathing process that um, only takes a few minutes every day to tap into your own unique vibration that is within you. And that, again, puts you back in contact with what you're here to do. And start an intention every morning. When you place your hands on your heart and you breathe in and out, what's your intention for the day? And then... In your afternoon, utilize a piece of music to clear your energy. A lot of times challenges come into our day and we can move off track or we can have a snowballing effect. So listen to one song. What song, when you listen to it, makes you happy? I call this a musical pinnacle. So plugging that into the middle of your day, like for me, it can be the Jackson 5, The Love You Save, or Earth, Wind, and Fire, the song Fantasy. And when I listen to these songs, it's almost like a rejuvenator. It replenishes my energy. My mood is back up and elevated again. And then in the evening, and this is a big one. So many of us now are experiencing um, insomnia and sleeping challenges because we don't wind down at night. We're going from being on our social networks and not processing our busy day into trying to sleep at night. And music works with resetting your rhythm. So if you play a relaxing piece of music in the evening, it really allows you to process your day. And putting it on about an hour before you go to sleep every night, you start to retrain your body to move back into rhythm before you go to sleep. And it's very Pavlovian. So when that music comes on, your body begins to identify that it's sleep time and it moves into a state where you're, you're not producing as much stress hormones such as cortisol, you know, before you're going to sleep and you're moving from those high, fast brainwave states like your beta brainwave states and winding down and bridging into alpha where you're relaxed and then you're moving into theta where you're more relaxed and then finally into delta where you're sleeping. So three times of a day to plug in the music, just like you nourish yourself with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you can do the same with music. For some people, the easiest way for them to meditate is guided meditation. And the hardest place for them to get to is the actual place of quiet or complete silence. Talk about how instrumental music can be that bridge and also be the opening to an imagination that we may have lost from childhood if we're not the type to go into places of imagining as an adult? Sure. Well, I think that uh, for me, when I'm looking to move into those more meditative states utilizing music, the term less is more really means a lot to me. Because you're looking to uh, play music that is not going to have a lot of melody, um, because when you listen to music with a lot of melody, that's when you move into those more judgmental states, right? Like, I like that melody, or I don't like that melody, or I like that lyric line, or I don't like it. So it's about the space between the notes, and that's really what taps us into our own imagination. You know, when we can just drift with the music and we feel like we're being carried, that's when those brainwaves start to really slow down. And those imaginative states that you're talking about usually happen right around the, in the theta brainwave states, which are the slower states. So it's really... It's really utilizing music, and this is where you become your own expert. You know, what music, when you're listening to it, oh, that's distracting for me. 
or I love this piece of music, you know, to en- enhance my, my practices. It's really about trying a lot of different things. And the more you work with your heartbeat and your breath, right, your internal symphony, the more aware you become of what music works for you and what music don't, doesn't. And you become the own, your own expert of engaging your own imagination within that process. Now, you go into a chart that talks about the brainwave entrainment, and it goes into uh, how many hertz actually is beta, alpha, theta, and delta. There are a lot of, whether it's YouTube videos or music that's created that has the megahertz frequency to have people open their third eyes and do different things like that. Are there any benefits or cautionaries that you would say when it comes to those types of things? as people are utilizing music for their own personal transformation? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the main thing with that is to look at the research, you know, behind um, some of those frequencies that are listed. Don't take anything for granted. See what's out there and if there has been any solid science behind it. And, uh, and you know, you become your own researcher for these things, but also how does it feel when you listen to it? How does it feel for your body? And do it in small increments. Again, I, th- I think dosage, if we were looking at this in, in, as musical prescriptions, you know, you don't just start, start out taking a large dose of things, right? You want to see if there's an allergic reaction, how it feels in your body. I think it's the same with music. You know, start in small increments. See how a piece of music feels for you. And then if it feels great for you, then continue it. Um, and all in all, you'll start to see what resonates with you, right? What is making your heart feel open and expansive. When you listen to a piece of music that inspires you, you should feel like you're on you know, the top of a mountain with your, with your arms held open to the universe. It should not be a contracting experience. So you, are, you become your own sound healer and your own expert the more you listen to and the more you try different things. Now, Barry, we've talked a little bit about using music for healing. Let's move to another space when we're talking about childbirth or women that are expecting. How does that support uh, that process? And also, how do we support our little babies? I know that they naturally love music. Talk a little bit about that side. Well, that, for me, is one of the biggest privileges is that I've seen my music actually move into being used during that um, birthing process and even before the birth and after the birth. Um, What studies have shown is that the child can actually hear the music between 27 and 28 weeks. They start to really pick up on the sound. So when you're playing um, soft music or gentle music or even beginning to sing to a child, the the child starts to recognize the mother's voice. And during the process of, of childbirth as well, what I've found is that, that exactly what we've talked about with moving to that, those tempos of 60 beats per minute, when the mother is moving through the birthing process, it gives her a focal point to breathe and work with anxiety and even pain um, during that process of childbirth. And I have midwives who are using my music um, to really create those um, higher states of, of relaxation during the process where the mother is just really connecting with, with her child and with the baby being born and with her own heart 
and with the with the child's heart as well. And then this music can also be used after um, the childbirth as well to really move both the, the child and parent into more relaxed and calming states. When we heal emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, it affects our physical health as well. Only when we address all four aspects of our health can we come back to being whole and truly healed. The research cited in the book, The Secret Language of the Heart, allows you to understand that there is solid evidence that music can benefit all four bodies. We are living in exciting times where science and spirituality are being bridged. The role of music, sound, and vibration in this process are integral. Many of us want to take the benefits of music, sound, and vibration into more mainstream areas, such as corporations, hospitals, hospices, medical practices, and the private sector. Barry Goldstein, through his work and through the solid research, creates a more grounded approach to make this happen. The studies that he has referenced within the book lead the way for you to delve deeper into the science and determine if the findings resonate for you. Take the journey share the experience, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to get your copy of The Secret Language of the Heart, How to Use Music, Sound, and Vibration as Tools for Healing and Personal Transformation by Barry Goldstein. You can find out more at barrygoldsteinmusic.com. Until next time, I am Simran. In love, of love, with love, and as love, be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.